You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Falato's Fantasy Corner here on the Big Blue View Radio Network. I am the host, Nick Falato, and we have a nice slate of games to dive into. We had a solid Seattle Seahawks loss to the Los Angeles Rams up there at Lumen Field. Didn't quite hit the over-under, but those divisional games can get a bit wonky sometimes. We'll see if that happens in the NFC East as the New York Giants are set to travel to Dallas to play those Cowboys. Now, that over-under is a hefty, hefty 52.5 points. Let's see if Danny Dimes can get it done for the second week in a row on the road. All right, let's dive into these games, and we're going to start with the game that is in London. It is in Great Britain. It is in England. It is not at Wembley Stadium, though, which we all remember, the New York Giants defeating the Miami Dolphins back in 2007 at Wembley Stadium against Cleo Lemon. I remember that game well. I was in high school. It was a lot of fun watching that rainy, rainy game. Eli Manning running for a touchdown to produce offense, something that Giant fans aren't used to seeing. But let's get into this. 45 point over under here, not the sexiest. And the Falcons are favored by two and a half. They will be without Calvin Ridley in this game, who did not travel with the team. They will be without Russell Gage. I expect a heavy rushing attack here. Now the Jets... Unlike last year, they were solid against the run. They have Quinnen Williams. They have Foley Fatakasi. They had a lot of good players, and they still have a lot of those same players, but they have struggled to stop the run this year. Doesn't mean they're necessarily good against the pass. So it makes me look at Matt Ryan and say, Matt Ryan is a startable fantasy option here. I have him at 19, so in super flex leagues, I would be comfortable with streaming him. Not necessarily somebody I want to start because you can probably find a Trevor Lawrence, a Daniel Jones, a Kirk Cousins, a Sam Darnold, or maybe if you're lucky enough in a single quarterback league, you can find a Trey Lance on the free agent wire. And I'd rather go with them. I'd rather even go with Justin Fields against the Las Vegas Raiders. Somebody who hasn't necessarily hit his potential quite yet as a fantasy quarterback. Got his first win last week, but the sky's the limit with a player like Justin Fields, a player who can run and add value to your fantasy roster with his legs, similar to Trey Lance, who's going up against the Arizona Cardinals. That's going to be an interesting one to watch. But in this game, the Jets and the Atlanta Falcons, you can't start Matt Ryan. You don't really want to. I totally get that. Zach Wilson, I don't want to entertain that, but I do want to entertain both running backs, Cordero Patterson and Mike Davis, because both of them are getting it done. Mike Davis, not as much as Cordero Patterson. Patterson is scorching hot right now. But this is a Mike Davis game. I think Mike Davis is going to see over 15 touches in this game. Last week, he wasn't great. He hasn't really been great this entire season, but he's seen nine carries or more in every game, and he's also targeted quite often. Last week, he got really lucky and fell into the end zone with one of those targets, breaking tackles, and he kind of made your fantasy squad not as abysmal as it could have been, so it was looking really, really bad. But if there's a matchup, you should be comfortable 
with starting Mike Davison. It's this matchup against the New York Jets. Cordero Patterson, look, he's too hot right now to sit. You have to put him in your lineup. Kyle Pitts with no Russell Gage, with no Calvin Ridley. I know Kyle Pitts has been a letdown so far. I get it, but he had nine targets last week. He's going to get more targets. Stick with him. Put him in your lineup against the Jets and just hope for the best. Start Kyle Pitts. As for these Jets, man, I don't really want to start anybody, but if I had to, other than Corey Davis, I should say, let me preface that, I, I'm going to start Corey Davis. This Atlanta Falcons secondary is better now that A.J. Terrell is back, but Corey Davis can win that matchup. But if I had to start anybody else other than Corey Davis, it's Jamison Crowder, and I know he's been injured all year. He comes back last week, but he saw nine targets. It's similar to what the Jets were doing with the previous regime with Sam Darnold. They just love targeting Jamison Crowder over the middle of the field. And I think as Elijah Moore gets more ingratiated into this lineup, you're going to see that possibly get pulled back a little bit more. But as of right now, Jamison Crowder is somebody that you can start in three wide receiver leagues, 12-team type of leagues. There's no need to start him in a 10-team league unless you just have no receivers or you're just incredibly injured at that position group. But last week, he had seven catches on nine targets for 61 yards and a touchdown. He's not the most sexy guy in the world. I get it. But hey, PPR leagues, full-point PPR leagues, he's going to rack up some points. And if he gets into the end zone, then he's going to be a really, really good fantasy start for your squad. So I think Jamison Crowder is somebody to entertain against this porous Falcons secondary. It's not all that great against the wide receiver position. They rank in the bottom five of the league, surrendering 29.5 points per game against the position group. So keep that in mind. He's probably available on a lot a lot of free agent wires now. I've been thinking about picking him up, right? But you got to wonder, if you're not going to start him this week, next week's a bye week. So are you going to hold him through the bye weeks? Because we're going to start hitting all the bipocalypses, man. A lot of bye weeks coming our way. So you always got to keep that in mind, like San Francisco 49ers right now. If you're not going to start a San Francisco 49er in this game, like a Brandon Ayuk or somebody like that, somebody who's talented, you don't want to necessarily cut them, but they've been a colossal disappointment so far this season. I get that. But there are leagues that I'm in that I released Brandon Ayuk because Brandon Ayuk wasn't getting it done. I wasn't going to start him this week, and I wasn't going to hold him through the buy. So you have to make those tough decisions about your roster. But let's move on to the next game. I'm not thrilled to start the defense of the Falcons either, but if you're in a pinch, I guess you can because Zach Wilson is prone to mistakes. But let's move on to New Orleans against Washington. Now, we just... I know a lot of Giant fans listen to this. We just saw New Orleans offense. We know what their philosophy is. We know what they want to do. This over and under here is not going to be pretty. It's 43 and a half points. And you're going to get a lot of running the football. You're going to get limited passing attempts from Jameis Winston. So that basically relegates everybody not named Alvin Kamara to not be a desirable fantasy option. On the New Orleans side, of course. I don't want to start any of these New Orleans receivers. I don't want to start... Juwan Johnson, who's catching touchdowns against Jabril Peppers, I I just don't want to start. I don't want to go down that route. Alvin Kamara or nothing. As for Washington, I think Taylor Heineke is a quarterback that you can roll with because this dude is a gunslinger who just gets it done. It looks reckless. He adds value with his legs. Last week, he had five carries for 43 yards. A week prior, he had eight for 21 and a touchdown. So you're getting a, a solid contribution from his legs, which is something that you want every NFL quarterback to give your fantasy teams, but there are a lot of quarterbacks who just aren't capable of doing that. So Taylor Heineke, right now, I have him as my quarterback 20, and I honestly want to bump him up over Matt Ryan. I think I'd rather start Heineke, even though New Orleans defense is a lot better, I think, than what we saw last week. The Giants and Daniel Jones just did an excellent job dismantling a really talented defense in that matchup. 
Taylor Heineke, because of his proclivity to air it out and to find Terry McLaurin downfield, I think you can be maybe even more comfortable. Maybe I'll swap Matt Ryan and Taylor Heineke. Neither are necessarily desirable in 10, 12-team leagues, one-quarterback leagues, but Superflex is more what I'm referring to. For these running backs, look, Antonio Gibson, if he's healthy, you're going to play him, but you have to monitor the injuries, man. I mean, it's always something with Antonio Gibson. Last year it was a toe, and now he seems to have a stress fracture in his shin. So you have to look at that. If there's no Antonio Gibson, I think Jarrett Patterson will slide into his role, and J.D. McKissick will assume a little bit more of a responsibility. I think J.D. McKissick in full-point PPR leagues is somebody that you can roll out there. He's somebody that you don't have to feel gross about. Last week, and then against the Giants, he was a great fantasy start. I have him as my running back 33 right now, just behind James Conner. But James Conner would be bumped up if Chase Edmonds misses that game. You have to monitor that through Sunday. Always be aware of your fantasy lineup and check your start sits and see who is active for these games. Wide receiver-wise, Terry McLaurin, you're plugging him in. There is no Diami Brown in this game, and there might not be a Curtis Samuel who's questionable for this game. He's dealt with that groin injury. He played limited snaps last week, actually was productive. At least he had four targets, caught all four, didn't really do much with the yardage. But if he's active, you can cautiously be excited about him because Logan Thomas isn't playing in this game. He's hurt. Cam Sims, backup wide receiver, he's not playing in this game. Diami Brown, the rookie out of UNC, he's not playing in this game. Targets have to go somewhere, which makes you look at JD McKissick, makes me look at JD McKissick and say, you know what? I might have to bump him up a little bit too. <laughs> but Terry McLaurin is a smash start here. Ricky Seals Jones, deeper tight end premium leagues. I think you can start him. I think you can. It's not exciting, but he's a big body, and he can make contested catches as Giant fans know full well. So I think that could be an option. But either way, this isn't the most exciting game for fantasy output. I think the Washington defense has been a real, real letdown here. Sean Payton is not going to allow Jameis Winston to throw the football all that much. He's going to want to slow down that pass rush. So with all those things considered, it's not necessarily a top defense of mine. I think the Saints defense could secretly... I don't want to say secretly, but they could be a sneaky type of defense here because it was abysmal last game against the Giants. They allowed Daniel Jones and the Giants to punch him in the mouth late in the game. Obviously, that didn't happen until like seven minutes left in the game, but it did end up happening. They only ended up scoring two fantasy points, but they are a really good defense with a lot of veterans, so they could bounce back even though they are on the road. Let's move on to another game that is not sexy whatsoever, and that is New England Patriots traveling down to Houston to play the Texans. This point... It's 39 and a half point over under, which is just not great. And the Patriots are favored by nine points here. Look, you're you're not excited to start any Texans. Again, this is like my third time saying this, but you're just not. I think if you have to, with Brandon Cooks, he's a stud. He's going to see his targets. He saw seven last week, caught five for 47. But that might be the upside of starting Brandon Cooks here because Bill Belichick, one of the best defensive minds in the history of the National Football League, knows how to eliminate top targets, and he knows how to get into the head of younger quarterbacks. So I expect Davis Mills to have another really, really rough day here. I do not want to start any of those running backs. I do not want to start really Brandon Cooks. I think if you have to, you have to. I get it. He's talented. He's going to see, you know, 30, 35% of the targets, even though he's going to possibly be double covered. So it's going to be on you to determine what you want to do in those situations with that situation. Look, look, if I have like Antonio Brown, if I have T Higgins, who's coming back, you know, you're, you're going to be starting those players, Marquise Brown, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Jones, players that weren't re- really drafted high, but they're, they've been producing for fantasy football. 
So you have to make that decision with Brandon Cooks. It's a, it's a tough place for him to play, for sure. And that's basically about it for the Texans. But for New England, look, Mac Jones, he has a low... You know who Mac Jones is. He threw two touchdowns last week for the first time in his NFL career, which is all well and good. And he looked solid, I would say, but it doesn't necessarily push the ball vertically. I think you could do a lot better than Mac Jones, is what I'll say. I think Damian Harris, somebody who's coming off of two down games is somebody that you should absolutely consider. I have him as a running back two at running back 16, just behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire and just ahead of Antonio Gibson. Look, Damian Harris doesn't have the PPR appeal, but he should get a lot of fourth quarter carries. And this Houston team should just lose this game to this New England Patriots team. That's not necessarily a, a powerhouse offensively, but this, like I said, is definitely a Damian Harris type game script. I think Brandon Bolden is a cautionary ad. I would I would add him in full point PPR leagues that are 12 teams or more. If you need a running back, if you're a little bit desperate there, Brandon Bolden seems to be absorbing that James White role. Now, in this game, how much is he going to be used? I'm not 100% certain. I don't want to start him in this game, but he's definitely somebody to just pay attention to. I think Jacoby Myers is the only receiver I want to I want to see out here. Look, he's coming off two straight games of seeing 10 more 10 or more targets. He had eight catches last week against Tampa Bay. He had nine against New Orleans. He hasn't scored a touchdown in his entire NFL career, which is absolutely insane. But maybe he can against the Houston Texans, which would be the anomaly, as I said. But Jacoby Myers is the one that I would start if I had to play any of these pass catchers, really, because Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, the tight ends, don't necessarily entice me. I like Hunter Henry more than Jonu Smith. Look, Smith is in the more athletic profile, but Hunter Henry is out there more. He's playing more snaps, and he's getting more targets as of right now than Jonu Smith. Hunter Smith had four, or Hunter Henry had four catches last week, had the touchdown. Jonu Smith also had the touchdown, but Jonu Smith has been a little bit unreliable so far. If you can get away from these tight ends, I would. I would rather go with a Tyler Conklin for the Minnesota Vikings. I would even look at somebody like Evan Ingram, possibly. I have Smith and Hunter Henry higher than Evan Ingram, but without Darius Slayton, without Sterling Shepard, and we know Jason Garrett loves devising plays for Evan Ingram, he could be somebody who could be in line for some opportunities, scored last year against Dallas on some sort of end around, and he also in week five had a touchdown called back on that on that fake field goal play, which was... Uh, frustrating but Hunter Henry I'm more comfortable with than Johnny Smith just for consistency but the ceiling is not high you're gonna really need a touchdown which is just the absolute state of this tight end position it's just a gross position and New England's defense is a smash smash start moving on to Detroit and the Vikings this should be a get right game for the Vikings with an over under of 49 and a half the Vikings hosting the Lions favored by 10 Love Kirk Cousins in this matchup. I really do. He had a down game against the Browns. He should have a nice bounce back game here with a hobbled Dalvin Cook. And I'll get into Dalvin Cook in a second. But I have Kirk Cousins in my top 10. I have him ahead of Aaron Rodgers. I think Kirk Cousins can light up the scoreboard here. You're definitely starting Justin Jefferson. I think you can start Tyler Conklin. It's not something that you have to do. But if you're in a pinch, he's one of those tight ends that you hope to get in the end zone. Hope Hopefully he sees like six or seven targets right now. I have him as my tight end 13. I think he's startable. Adam Thielen, you're going to be starting. But other than that, for the wide receivers of the Vikings, there's really no one else that really jumps out to me. For Detroit, 
overall before we get into the running back situation of the Minnesota Vikings. If you have DeAndre Swift, you're going to play him. He's questionable right now. So is Jamal Williams. They're both expected to play. I'm comfortable with starting either just because of the usage for these guys in the passing game. They both get used in the passing game. You love to see that. DeAndre Swift had six targets last week. Didn't really do all that much with them, but six targets from the running back position. I'll, I'll sign up for that. As for Jamal Williams, he didn't get targeted last game. He only saw two the game prior. I still think he's going to be involved in the receiving game. It's more of a swift thing now. That's at least how it's transitioning as of right now. But if you're in a pinch, I would start Jamal Williams. It's not something that you necessarily have to do, though. Like Jamal Williams right now, I have Williams ranked as my running back 27 on the week. So he's a running back three, a flex type of option. Certainly not something that you necessarily have to do. But... Let's get into this Minnesota backfield real quick. Dalvin Cook, he's going to get reevaluated on Saturday. He's questionable for this game with that ankle injury. We saw him play last week, but then he missed basically the entire second half outside of the last two drives from Minnesota. I'm hoping he sits here. This is a very winnable game. All week, Coach Mike Zimmer has been talking up Alexander Madison. So please, everybody, head on over to your free agent wire. People have dropped Madison because Cook was healthy last week. Pick up Alexander Madison and wait to hear what is going to happen on Sunday because Cook could be inactive and it's going to be Madison's season again in a great game script against the Detroit Lions and Madison can be in for just a huge smash spot so please head on over to your free agent wire and check that out because even if you're not a Dalvin Cook owner right now you, you want Alexander Madison who looked really good this year he really did so Please go in that direction. Also monitor TJ Hawkinson in this game. He's questionable. If he does not play, I'm not starting Daniel Fells, but if he does not play in this game, that makes Khalif Raymond and Quintez Cephas a little bit more enticing, but we're talking about 14, 16 team leagues. Definitely not something that I'm going to entertain in 10 team leagues. Probably not going to entertain it in 12 team leagues. So you don't know exactly who it's going to be. This Detroit team is just kind of gross for fantasy football. Jared Goff, have him at quarterback 24 right now. He might get some garbage time. So you can always add that in there. He doesn't really do much with his legs, though. He's coming off of two games that are disappointing. You can maybe even say three because he only had 20 points in prime time against Green Bay, which isn't something you're really looking for. But no one's really entertaining Jared Goff as a starting quarterback in one team league. So I'm really only speaking to deep super flex type leagues. Let's move on to Miami traveling in state to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where the over-under for this game is 48 points. The Buccaneers are favored by 9.5, and and this is on DraftKings Sportsbook. That's where I usually get all these numbers. Tom Brady, you're starting. Jacoby Brissett, not somebody you want to start, but somebody who's going to have to throw the football because if you look at everything from a 30,000-foot view, Todd Bowles shuts down the run. They have Vita Vea. They have some of the best run defenders in the league at the linebacker level and at the defensive end level and their secondary is decimated right now Carlton Davis was hurt last week not great because Sean Murphy Bunting was hurt a few weeks ago as was Jamel Dean so the secondary for the Buccaneers right now is decimated by injuries that is a terrible terrible situation for the Buccaneers but Jacoby Brissett isn't necessarily somebody who can make them pay so that's something that I guess they have going for them but I still expect a lot of passing and I'm comfortable with starting Jalen Waddle. I know it's crazy. He's coming off of a disappointing game, but two weeks ago against the Raiders, he had like 15 targets. Mike Gesicki is also somebody that you're going to start if you have him because Jacoby Brissett likes to look for Gesicki down in the red zone 
and really all over the field. I mean, he had 12 targets in that Las Vegas game. He had six last week, 57, and caught a touchdown. So Gesicki are going to start. And I also think you could start Devontae Parker if he plays in this game because he is a little dinged up. Again, not something that's great, not something that you love, but just the overall fact of all the injuries with the Buccaneers, it's uh, it's something that you definitely can entertain, I'll say. And as for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I mean, Fournette, that's a smash start. Leonard Fournette is in a prime spot right here. Giovanni Bernard may not play. He's questionable for this game. And then you have Ronald Jones, who's just been in the doghouse basically all season. But he'll get his five to eight touches on the ground. But Fournette, if there's no Bernard, absolute smash. Even with Bernard, still a smash. Miami has allowed a 100-yard rusher, I think, three games in a row. So Leonard Fournette at home is in a prime spot. Tom Brady, you're going to play. Jacoby Brissett, uh, I didn't say to play him or not but I brought up his name before. I have him right now actually at quarterback 21, and that's just because of the state of Tampa Bay's defense right now. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is necessarily somebody who's getting it done, but I think he could throw enough and then garbage time his way into a solid fantasy output. But man, if you're if you're going down that route, uh, good, good luck. It's not something that I necessarily want to entertain as of right now. And he's somebody that I may even move down a little bit, but I think Jalen Waddle could be in for a solid gain right now I actually have Waddle ranked in my top 35 which I didn't expect I have him at 32 just behind Allen Robinson which is disgusting for me to think about because Allen Robinson is such a talented player he just hasn't gotten it done and I can't put my faith in him every week and have him so high in my rankings I have to make him slide down a little bit but getting back to the Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Chris Godwin Tony Brown Mike Evans you have him you're starting him it's that simple I mean Chris Godwin is usually always my favorite. I have him at 10 right now. And then Mike Evans, I have at 17. Antonio Brown, I have at 25. But this could easily be an Antonio Brown game. This could easily be a Mike Evans game. It's a little bit unpredictable, a little bit frustrating to figure out from that standpoint. But you have Tom Brady throwing the ball in this game to these receivers. It's kind of difficult to get away from them. Also, Rob Gronkowski is ruled out of this game, which is unfortunate. Cameron Bray is somebody that you can look at and be, hey, this is somebody who can get targeted, possibly catch a touchdown. But do you feel great starting Cameron Bray? I don't. I have him as my tight end 18 right now. So I'd rather start Evan Ingram, Robert Tanyan, Johnny Smith, Tyler Conklin, Zach Ertz over him. And then the Tampa Bay defense, if you have him, fire them up in this matchup. All right, before we get to the rest of these games on this slate, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Next, we have the Green Bay Packers traveling to Cincinnati to play those Bengals with a 51-point over-under and the Packers favored by two and a half 
on the road. A game that should have some solid fantasy goodness here. Aaron Rodgers, you're going to start. Joe Burrow, you definitely can start as well. We saw on Thursday Night Football... Zach Taylor and the Bengals, they unleashed Joe Burrow. They allowed him to throw the football, and guess what? He looked pretty darn good throwing the ball. I have him as my quarterback 14 at the moment. I think the running backs, Joe Mixon, up in the air. I don't think he's going to play, but I have no inside knowledge, and I'm not a doctor, so I really don't know. But he's dealing with an injury, and if he doesn't play, I'm looking at some Ajay P. Ryan and Chris Evans. I, I don't necessarily want to start either. Samaje I have as my running back 30 right now. I think he's worth a flex option for sure. So maybe I shouldn't say not start, especially in deeper leagues. But Chris Evans, they also like it. I think he's going to, he's a rookie out of Michigan. I think he's going to get some uh, usage as well. But in this game, Aaron Jones, fire him up. He's an absolute stud. He's a top three running back for me this week. I think he can absolutely smash. So other than that though, the wide receiver position, Devontae Adams, love him gonna start him. Jamar Chase, gonna start him. T. Higgins, you can start as well. Jair Alexander is actually dealing with an injury and might not play in this game. So that could really affect all three of these receivers, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase, but more specifically, probably Higgins who would draw more coverage from him. Jair Alexander hasn't really been shadowing this season. So that's really great for the Bengals passing attack. And if I had any of those three, I would fire them up. Obviously, Tyler Boyd, not as much. He's been balling out, but with T. Higgins returning, the target distribution is going to sway away from Boyd just a little bit. As for all these other pass catchers from the Packers, Randall Cobb, I think is somebody in very deep leagues you can look at because he has that rapport with Aaron Rodgers. He had two touchdowns last week. I don't expect that to happen all that often, but he had six targets as as well, which is a solid outcome for someone like Randall Cobb. Now, this is only deeper leagues, three wide receiver, full PPR type league. So please take that with a grain of salt. But the fact that Marquez Valdez-Scantlin is now on the IR makes Randall Cobb a little bit more appealing for season long because he seems to be ahead of Alan Lazard in terms of who is going to get targets from one of the best quarterbacks of our generation. So you want to kind of keep that in perspective. Look, I'm not going to chase CJ Uzama. That was a great game on Thursday Night Football. Primetime, everyone watching. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Really don't want to start Robert Tunyon either. Robert Tunyon, he's just been a huge disappointment this season. If it wasn't for one touchdown catch against Detroit in week two, then he would just be an absolute failure. But what I will say for Robert Tunyon, he had seven targets last week. He didn't do much with those seven targets, but he did have seven targets, so I have him at 15. So if you're in deeper leagues, you're probably going to have to, or if you play in a league where some of your league mates roster two tight ends, which I can get in certain situations, depending on what you're doing, then then uh, you, you can probably start Tanya. I mean, that's going to be where you're going, but you're hoping for a touchdown. You're hoping for a big play. He's capable of doing all those things. But I mean, recently you had Dawson Knox and you had Dalton Schultz. They were on the free agent wire and if you didn't end up getting them then you may have to settle for someone like a Tanyan and that's basically it with this game you're going to start your studs there are plenty of them in this game most of them should be in for solid usage I guess we'll see when Sunday rolls around but let's move on to Denver and Pittsburgh oh those Steelers have not looked great they have not looked great but the Pittsburgh Steelers get to host the Denver Broncos with a 39 and a half point over under gross and the Broncos are on the road with Teddy Bridgewater coming back off concussion they're favored by a point in this game. I'm not really excited to play many people in this game. Najee Harris, I think you have to play because he's just gets so much work through the passing. And if you have him, you're drafting him high. I think you're going to fire him up against a really good defense in Denver. I'm definitely interested in Denver. If for whatever reason, 
Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play, I'm definitely interested in the Steelers' defense, and I'm probably interested in them anyways, to be honest. But Denver's what top defense right now because Ben Roethlisberger can't really throw the ball downfield. And one other player that I'm really excited to play, and I'm just always excited to play him because he's one of the better wide receivers in the league, is Deontay Johnson. He had 13 targets last week. He had 10 in Week 1. He had 12 in Week 2. He did not play in Week 3. So Deontay Johnson... You're going to start him because Ben Roethlisberger looks for him and the offense runs through him. But I'm not going to play Tim Patrick. I'm not going to play Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm not going to play a lot of these players. Cortland Sutton is somebody that I will entertain because he did have eight targets last week, but that was from Drew Locke. Didn't really do all that much. Didn't really do that much against the Jets. Didn't necessarily have to. That was more of a rushing attack game. So I think Cortland Sutton, you can definitely entertain wide receiver three type of situation, but know what you're getting yourself into. It's not like the Pittsburgh Steelers have been great at stopping the pass. They haven't been for a team that has a good defense. They rank in the bottom six of the league, allowing 29.1 fantasy points to the wide receiver position. And KJ Hamler's out. Jerry Judy is out. So you have Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. And Cortland Sutton is a much, much better option than Tim Patrick. So I think you can entertain him as well. I'm not really looking at either tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Pat Fryermuth has a has a bright future, but I'm not going to go down that hole. And then Noah Fant is definitely someone that you, you can look at. Short to intermediate targets against a team that likes to pressure the quarterback often. I think Noah Fant is somebody that you're definitely starting if you have him on your roster. The Carolina Panthers get the host of Philadelphia Eagles. Over under, not great, 45 and a half. Panthers are favored by three in this game. Quarterback Sam Darnold leads the league in rushing touchdowns. That's obviously not sustainable, but he's still someone that you can start. I currently have him in my top 15. Jalen Hurts is somebody you're definitely going to start. He's basically an always start no matter what because of the rushing floor and the fact that he just figures out ways to generate offense. I have him as my quarterback seven at the moment. Wide receiver-wise, before we get into running backs, DJ Moore's top five option this week. Absolute stud. Devonta Smith, somebody you're definitely going to entertain as well. I have Devonta Smith right now as my wide receiver 23 just ahead of Kenny Galladay, who I also think is a solid start this week without Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. Robbie Anderson, look, without Christian McCaffrey, he's doubtful, Christian McCaffrey. So without Christian McCaffrey, I think you can look at Robbie Anderson and, and, and Adam. I don't have him in my top 35. I'm not necessarily comfortable in it, but you could be in a bind, so I understand it. He had 11 targets last week, caught five of them for 46 yards. He also had a rushing attempt. I think Matt Rule's trying to get him involved in the offense a little bit more but it necessarily hasn't translated to fantasy points, which is unfortunate. And I'm not going to look at Terrace Marshall, Jalen Rager, or any of these guys. As for the running backs, McCaffrey is doubtful. Chuba Hubbard, I have him as a low-end running back too. If he has the backfield to himself, you're going to see a little bit of these secondary guys like Rodney Smith. A lot of that was in garbage time last week, but he had five targets, caught all five or 48 yards. It's typically Christian McCaffrey whenever... McCaffrey's healthy that fills that role. Chuba Hubbard only saw two targets last week. Didn't really do much in the game. I think he's a solid start, but I'm going to start the Damian Williams of the world over him. I will start players like Mike Davis over him, Chase Edmonds if he's healthy, Cordero Patterson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Damian Harris, players like that who are in the same tier. But if Christian McCaffrey isn't there, Chuba Hubbard, I have him right now as my running back 22. As for Miles Sanders, uh, look, it's, it's, it's not great. I have him... As my running back 26, I think in positive game scripts, Miles Sanders is going to be better than, than in trailings. They love to use Kenneth Gainwell as well. He's more of that third down back, sometimes that goal line back, that back that you bring in whenever you're going to be passing the football. That's not necessarily something that Miles Sanders is all that great at. And Miles Sanders right now, if you have him and you don't have 
the Williams of the world or any of these other players that you ended up picking up, I'm talking about Damian from the Bears, then you may have to start him and hope that this game is competitive and that Nick Sirianni runs the football because he hasn't had the opportunity that he needs to sustain a solid fantasy option because the coaching staff hasn't given it to him. He's a good football player, Miles Sanders. He's explosive. He can bust off a long run. The Carolina Panthers, their defense is pretty solid this year, though, and you have to take that into account right now. They rank in the bottom four of allowing fantasy points to the running back position. They only allow 10 fantasy points. Now, they haven't played good teams, so you have to keep that in mind. The Lions allow the most, by the way, and then the Jets, and then the Seahawks, and then the Dolphins. But you always got to keep that in mind. Right now, we're at a point where there's been four games, a solid sample size, but there's still extreme anomalies that will outweigh some defenses and make them look a lot worse than they actually are. So you always got to look at that. Miles Sanders, if you can get away from him, do it. If you have a strong wide receivers, you can start in a wide receiver in your flex, especially in full-point PPR leagues. But he's somebody in standard leagues that you definitely entertain a start, and you may have to. As for these tight ends... Dallas Goddard, I'm going to start. I think Zach Ertz, you could start as well. Goddard had five catches on all five targets, 56 yards, touchdown last week. Ertz is also getting targeted. He had eight targets last week. He had seven the week before. So, I mean, Jalen Hurts is looking for these guys. So I think you can start them both. But having both of them on the field limits the upside of the other, which is definitely unfortunate. Tennessee and Jacksonville. Oh, something interesting is going on down there in uh, Jacksonville, even though it happened in Ohio. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. So that's just an absolute mess. But this over-under is 49 points. Solid for fantasy football. The Titans are favored by 4.5 on the road in Jacksonville. I think Ryan Tannehill, without Julio Jones, who's not playing in this game, it looks like A.J. Brown is going to play. I have A.J. Brown ranked as my wide receiver 14. If he is fully healthy, he could smash that. He really can. You know, he has the upside. He's an absolute beast. I have Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback 15. I have Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback 18 in this game. And I think you can start them both. They're not, neither of them are overly exciting for an a 49 point over under but that's relative to the slate going on right now you have a lot of sexiness on this slate including the Giants game obviously you have the Sunday night football game with the Buffalo and Kansas City Chiefs you have San Francisco Arizona so there's a lot of fantasy points that are going to be happening more than likely for the quarterback position but you could do worse than starting Trevor Lawrence or Ryan Tannehill Derrick Henry is one of the best plays of the week I think you can go with James Robinson hopefully Mr. Donkey himself the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer, doesn't give Carlos Hyde 30% of the carries now that he's fully healthy. Let's hope that doesn't end up happening. But James Robinson, I think he's somebody that you can fire up. He's a low end, or a, I would say a running back to a strong running back to after a really good performance on the road. Wide receivers, no Julio Jones in this game, no DJ Chark in this game. Nick Westbrook-Akeen is questionable with a hamstring, and I'm not really entertaining any of the pass-catching options from Tennessee outside of A.J. Brown, obviously, and possibly Anthony Ferkser if I'm very, very desperate in tight end premium leagues, but that's not necessarily something I want to do either. Marvin Jones, love him in this game. LaVisca Chanel, love him in this game. You're firing both of those pass catchers up, and I also think deep dive, uh, you can put Dan Arnold in. Dan Arnold saw about 35% of the snaps after being with the team for four or five days. And I think he's going to have a big role. Jacksonville traded for him. I think if you are one of those teams that don't have any answers at tight end right now, you should go to your probably free agent wire and pick him up and just stash him. Maybe not play him this week just because we haven't seen it yet, but I think he can be involved. I really, really do. I know Tennessee has been really good against tight ends. I think it's more circumstantial than anything else. So Dan Arnold is somebody that I think could be a solid fantasy contributor in a couple weeks because Jacksonville's going to be trailing a lot. They're going to be throwing the football a lot. They just lost DJ Chark and Trevor Lawrence has an absolute cannon. The organization traded for this guy, so you know they love him. You know they want to use him. 
And James O'Shaughnessy, somebody who's a lot less talented than Dan Arnold, had a really significant target share role in this offense, led by Urban Meyer, the play caller. So that's where I'm standing with that. I think Dan Arnold is somebody that that you can get ahead of the curb right now and get a solid fantasy tight end. If, if you did not get Dawson Knox, if you did not get Dalton Schultz, if you did not get some of these tight ends that would have been scooped up and looked like they could be successful for the rest of the season. And as for the defenses, look, we... We all trusted the Titans defense last week against the Jets, and they scored three fantasy points. So I kind of want to get away from them. I, look, bad defenses and good matchups don't always perform like they should. And you, you just got to remember that. Chicago and Las Vegas. In Las Vegas, the Chicago Bears, led by Justin Fields, gets to take on these Raiders. They are five and a half dogs on the road. Vegas favored by five and a half, 44 and a half point over under. We know the Bears aren't allowing Justin Fields to really explode out probably because he is not ready to quite yet. But the game plan by Bill Lazor last week was much better than the game plan against Cleveland, where Justin Fields was abused, really, by Miles Garrett in that defense, which is a bad situation. But I think if you have Justin Fields, as I said earlier, you can definitely start him. Hopefully he throws the football more than 17 times, but the game script last week against Detroit did not lead to that. David Montgomery had two touchdowns early in the game which is going to remove the ball from Justin Fields. He only ended up scoring about eight fantasy points. That's not going to be every week. He's not going to be one of those quarterbacks who has a a ceiling of eight to, you know, 15 points. He's a quarterback who can put up 25 points because he can use his legs, and he hasn't quite yet, but he may have to against a solid pass rush. The Raiders have Derek Carr, if you have him, probably starting him. This is a matchup where he can kind of bounce back after 15 fantasy points last week. He can definitely do better, I think, Derek Carr. Right now, I have him as my quarterback 16, just behind Trevor Lawrence. I'm comfortable with him there. Justin Fields is the next ranked quarterback that I do have. So just keep that in mind as well. As for running backs, Josh Jacobs looks like he is healthy now. He didn't look great last week in prime time. I I can tell you that. He looked a little slow, didn't necessarily have the burst. But he practiced in full from that ankle injury on Thursday. And Damian Williams, I even like a lot more than Josh Jacobs this week and if you have Damian Williams and you picked up Damian Williams David Montgomery might be out for three to five weeks that's what they're saying I have Damian Williams right now in my top 20 I have him at 20 just behind Chase Edmonds but I think he's a solid start I think he's somebody that you you can plug into your lineup and and hope that he does the work that you expect him to because this offense is built around rushing the football this offense is built around mitigating Justin Fields's workload and you could do that with a running back like David Montgomery but you can also do it with Damian Williams who sat out last year because of COVID-19 he did not play but remember he was the running back on the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs he still has juice he still looks good out there it's not like he's getting super old at this point so I think Damian Williams is somebody that you can definitely start even though he's on the road against a solid team, a defense that is overperforming, specifically more against the pass, under Gus Bradley. And Kenyon Drake, look, he's frustrated. He's disappointed. Peyton Barber is going to more than likely miss this game with the turf toe injury. He's questionable right now for Sunday. If he's not there, Kenyon Drake's somebody who could possibly be fantasy relevant later down the line. But I'm not going to pick him up right now because I don't necessarily have the confidence in that. But we know how Josh Jacobs gets injured. We know that history there. So always just keep that in the back of your mind. As for these receiving options, I don't love really any of them. I I have Allen Robinson ranked. It's just there's so much uncertainty here. I have Robinson ranked based on who he is and his capabilities in the game script. I have him at 31. But other than that, I don't have another wide receiver ranked. In my top 35, that's all I do. But I think if you're desperate, you can go with a player like Henry Ruggs, who has the home run ability, who's starting to come into his own. 
you could definitely go that direction. I think Hunter Renfro in full point PPR leagues is safe because he's going to see his five to six targets. He's very sure-handed and he's going to probably have a floor of at least eight fantasy points in full point PPR leagues. But it's not something that's going to win you your week. So do you want to play Joe Judge conservatism or do you want to be more of an open type of team and have explosive type of plays? Because if you want the latter, that's probably a little bit more of a Darnell Mooney type of situation. Had a great game last week. Could have done a lot more. Didn't have to because Detroit was terrible. But again, it's one game. It's one game sample size with Justin Fields outside of that Cleveland game, which a lot of people are throwing out. And I understand why. So I didn't rank them in my top 35, but there are fantasy leagues that I have uh, that I'm in that I'm probably going to start Darnell Mooney because he has upside, and we saw it happen for one week. And Las Vegas, like I said, their pass defense is better than it was last year, but it's still not great. And I think Mooney can not draw the main coverage; it's more of an Allen Robinson thing. But definitely don't have to start him in every situation because I'm not going to do that either, just because I want to see a little bit more from him and as for these tight ends Darren Waller start Cole Komet you know I'd love to say start because I know he has that upside but he had three targets last week caught one ball for six yards let's wait to see a little bit more okay and as for these defenses the Bears defense against the Raiders is is more ranked on DraftKings algorithm right now and I understand why because they've been a better defense overall like a pressure the quarterback but Keem Hicks dealing with an injury Khalil Mack is dealing with an injury I think Mack's gonna play but just there's better defenses out there. But if you're stuck, it's definitely somebody you can entertain. The Browns get to travel to Los Angeles to play the Chargers, where they are dogs by two points. Chargers favored by two, over under 47 points. So not great fantasy. You're not up in the 50s, but still, they're projecting some because we know what the Browns' philosophy is. We're going to run the football. It's going to be a lot of Nick Chubb, going to be a lot of Kareem Hunt. You could start both of those running backs. Obviously, you're starting Austin Eckler. Justin Herbert, you can definitely start. And Baker Mayfield, look... I'm not interested in starting him. He hasn't had a 20-point week yet, so I think you can do much better than someone like Baker Mayfield. But if there's a matchup you want to start him in in terms of chasing points, it could be this one on the road. But Brandon Staley, man, he's a great defensive-minded head coach, just great head coach in general, it really seems like. And Baker Mayfield hasn't established that connection that a lot of people want with Odell Beckham Jr. quite yet. There is no Jarvis Landry. So I really don't want to entertain someone like Baker Mayfield with all those things going on. But all three of those running backs, Eckler, Chubb, Hunt, plug them in. Keenan Allen, plug them in. Mike Williams, you're going to play him. I get it. He had a dead last week. That happens. He was eliminated from that game plan. Had the four targets, caught one ball, didn't really do anything with it. You're hoping that he can bounce back a little bit here. And it wasn't just a three-game anomaly. I don't believe it is because he has the skills. He has the profile to be a breakout candidate right now, even though it's a little bit later than typical breakout candidates because he was drafted in the first round back in 2017 along with John Ross and Corey Davis. But he definitely looked like he may have been breaking out in this offense. Odell Beckham Jr., I think you can play as well. Right now, let me pull up my rankings real quick. I have Odell as my wide receiver 29. I I think that it's a solid ranking for an Odell Beckham Jr. He's somebody as a wide receiver three. In two wide receiver leagues, you don't necessarily have to start him. I would go with someone like Antonio Brown or Kenny Galladay or Devonta Smith or Marquise Brown and Mike Williams, who I have as my wide receiver 20 in this game. Keenan Allen, I have my top 10. He's Keenan Allen. He's going to see his targets. He's going to do well. Should avoid some Denzel Ward who doesn't really play in the slot all that much. So that's going to be a little bit more of Mike Williams. And Denzel Ward is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I think Mike Williams can win that matchup every now and again, though, because I think he's developing into a really, really good receiver. So that's kind of where I stand there. Tight ends, Jared 
Cook is someone you could start coming off seven targets, and Donald Parham was involved last game too. As long as Jared Cook's around, it's going to stunt Parham's ability to be a solid fantasy asset, but if something were to happen to Parham, and Parham or something were to happen to Cook's, Parham could be really, really interesting, and I think you could start Jared Cook in this matchup. Boston Hooper, I'm not as excited about, to be honest, but last week the connection just wasn't there with Baker. He did have five targets, though, but he only caught one pass, barely did anything with it. As for the Chargers and what they do against tight ends, the Chargers have Derwin James, who is an absolute stud. They did a pretty good job against Darren Waller, although Waller did end up catching a touchdown pass last week, but the Chargers rank in the middle of the pack when it, t- when it comes to allowing fantasy points to the tight end position. Let's move on, though, to San Francisco, Arizona. Now, this is a game that should have a lot of fantasy sexiness here. There's some injuries we've got to talk about, but the Arizona Cardinals get the host, those San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are dogs by four and a half points with Trey Lance making his first start. 49 and a half point over under right here. I think it's going to be a lot of scoring for Arizona. The secondary of the 49ers is not what it used to be. Kyler Murray, you're going to start. And I think Trey Lance is a really good start here. I think he's a top 10 type of quarterback. He has that high floor, everything he could do with his legs. And you love to see it. I mean, last week after Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in the second half, he had seven rushes for 41 yards. He threw those two touchdown passes. One of them was on a broken, like 75-yard touchdown to Debo Samuel that just wasn't covered well at all. But I still think Trey Lance has it in him, and I'm willing to roll the dice on him as a top 10 quarterback. I don't even know if it's a roll of the dice because you know the floor is there, as we always talk about Chase Edmonds dealing with an injury. If he's not there, James Conner is going to be a really, really good start. I actually have James Conner ranked even with Chase Edmonds because he's on a high-powered offense that gets near the goal line a lot, and his role is the goal line back. That's what he does. He rushes touchdowns in him. I have him as my running back 32. If he doesn't score touchdowns, he's going to be terrible, but without Chase Edmonds, he's going to be pretty good. So you got to monitor to see if Chase Edmonds plays. If Edmonds plays, I have him as a top 20 back. I think Edmonds is negatively thought of because he hasn't scored a touchdown yet so in half point ppr leagues he's not doing great work for you but those touchdowns are fluky sometimes are going to happen sometimes they're not and i get he doesn't have the goal line role which is unfortunate for him but chase Evans is perfectly capable to bust off a 35 yard run for a touchdown so uh, i like chase Evans if he's healthy in this game elijah mitchell trey sermon i just don't want a part of the arizona rushing attack and that could just be me i think one of these guys can end up going off because Arizona isn't necessarily great against the running back position. I wouldn't say that they're terrible either, but they are. They rank about middle of the pack in terms of allowing fantasy points to the running back position, but I don't know which running back it's going to be. Elijah Mitchell is coming back. He's healthy now. You have Trey Sermon, who I would say looked better last week. Uh, he, he didn't look as timid as he did in that first week. So it could be either or. It could be Kyle Juszczyk. I'm just going to avoid the situation and wait and see. Not cut Mitchell or Sermon, even though, like I said earlier, they are by next week. Uh, but I don't want to cut them just because you know how important uh, the true number one running back in a Kyle Shanahan rushing offense is. It, it could be a league winner. And that could be Sermon. It could be Mitchell. It's hard to tell right now. So I'm just going to play the wait and see approach for them. DeAndre Hopkins, you're going to start him. Debo Samuel, you're going to start him. I think Hopkins is primed for a bounce back type of week here against San Francisco. As I said earlier, a team that hasn't or doesn't have a great, great secondary as of right now. AJ Green, I think, is quietly somebody you could start. He's seen six targets in every game this week. And in full point PPR leagues, he has scored over 13 points three straight weeks. So he's a low-end low end wide receiver three, I would say. A flex type of option, 12-team leagues, three wide receiver you can fire him up and you could start him. 
Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, look, they're a little bit too inconsistent for me. Brendan Ayuk, way too inconsistent for me. I'm not entertaining that. As of right now, George Kittle may not play in this game. I'm not going to start. Ross Dwelly, Max Williams, if you're really, really desperate, you can look at. He's a shoulder injury, though. He's questionable. I don't necessarily want to do that, but it seems like the offense is utilizing their tight ends a little bit more with the Arizona Cardinals, which is interesting. And then the defense is here. I mean, I guess you can roll the dice on the Cardinals because Trey Lance is not a polished product at all. He's definitely prone to making mistakes. He's exciting, but he definitely could make mistakes. But there are still better teams out there that you can probably entertain rather than just the Arizona Cardinals defense. Let's move on to the Giants and the Dallas Cowboys here. Now, this is a a nice over-under of 52.5 points, according to DraftKings. Dallas is favored by seven in this game. That's a big line right there, favored by seven. I think New York can cover that. I don't know if they'll win this game, but I definitely think they can cover that. Dak Prescott and Daniel Jones, they're both quarterback ones to me. I have them both in my top 10, and I think you could start them both. Daniel Jones is really starting to show signs of development in a lot of different aspects in terms of attacking vertically, which is something he did really well in year one, didn't necessarily do a great job with it last year in terms of having success on the field. And then I also think just the way he manages the pocket, the way he feels pressure, the way he gets off his first read, I think all of those things have progressed. So Daniel Jones is in my top 12 as well. Ezekiel Elliott, he's questionable. He should play in this game. You're going to start him. Saquon Barkley, you're going to start him. We saw the potential of Saquon Barkley last week against New Orleans. Use him more in the passing game, and he could be a real, real threat. So you're going to definitely play him in this game. Tony Pollard is somebody who... I think he's going to have his role in this game, but if he doesn't score a touchdown, you're going to be disappointed with him. So I don't necessarily want to go down that route. Wide receiver, CeeDee Lamb, I think is going to have a supreme bounce back game. We saw last year that Kellen Moore loved lining him up in three by one sets at the number three to take advantage of the Giants linebackers when they're in zone and safeties when they're in zone. And then Darnay Holmes, who hasn't really played that much this season for the Giants, but the Giants don't necessarily have a great answer for C.D. Lamb at the number three wide receiver spot, the innermost spot in three-by-one sets. I think C.D. Lamb, I have him in my top, I think, six or seven. I think he's in for a big game against the Giants. I like Amari Cooper. He's dinged up, but I also think Amari Cooper can do a good job. He's probably going to see a little bit more James Bradbury. And he had the touchdown last week that kind of saved him. He only saw three targets. If you have Amari Cooper, you're probably going to start him, but it's not something that I feel totally confident about. Kenny Galladay I have just outside, I think, wide receiver two range. I think he's going to see some Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs is a really good player coming into his own. We saw Kenny Galladay get hot last week. I like Kenny Galladay. Some leagues I have him starting him. Others I don't. It depends on my other options. But like I said, if you have Kenny Galladay, I have him as my wide receiver 24, so low end running back two, or wide receiver two, I should say. But I'm, I'm going to start, you know, Marquise Brown, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Jones, Mike Evans over him. But I'll start Kenny Galladay over, say, Brandon Cooks and Odell Beckham Jr. and players like that. Moving on, though, because I, I like Kadarius Tony. I think you can add Kadarius Tony, but I don't know if I'm going to start him unless I'm in a 14 team league, three wide receiver league, just because I haven't seen it quite yet. Definitely someone you want to look at adding, though, onto your roster. Tight ends, start Dalton Schultz. Look, Dak Prescott looks for him. He had eight targets last week, seven the week before, six in week one. Week two was more of a Blake Jarwin week, but Schultz is the primary tight end right now. He's out there more than Blake Jarwin is. And that's the direction that I'm willing to go. And I think he proved that last week too. Blake Jarwin and Evan Ingram. Look, Blake Jarwin, I'm not going to roster the second tight end, even though he plays a solid amount of snaps because the Cowboys like to play a lot of 12 personnel. They like to base their passing attack off that because they have success running the football. 
I'm not entertaining that as of right now. Evan Ingram, I think, is going to see a lot of targets. He only saw six. Well, six is good. He saw six last week, caught five of them for 27 yards. Didn't do all that much. Had a designed play. This is the second week in a row where he had a designed play near the goal line. The Giants keep trying him to get the ball. If you want to actually think about it, this is the third play because a two-point conversion was a designed play to Evan Ingram. That didn't work. And then he got tackled behind the line of scrimmage on an end around, which was a dumb play, but still designed near the goal line. And then he also, the week before, had a little pass a little kind of like screen against Atlanta where he motioned from the right to the left and then they didn't block Dante Fowler and they tried to slip the ball over to Evan Ingram and Dante Fowler knocked it out of the air the Giants end up getting a field goal on that drive instead of a touchdown so the Giants are designing some plays for Evan Ingram I would not be shocked if he gets in the end zone so keep that in mind when you're desperate at the tight end position but he's Evan Ingram he's gonna let down he's gonna see opportunity and he doesn't always come through but it's not because the Giants aren't trying to get him involved, because they really do, almost to a fault, if I'm going to be honest. So keep that in mind as well. I'm not going to entertain any of these other tight end options in the defenses. This should be a higher scoring affair. I'm not going to uh, probably go down that route. I guess I would go with Dallas's defense over the Giants, because Giants have shown the ability to turn the football over in the past. Daniel Jones has been much better with that recently, and Dak Prescott is just firing on a, on a lot of different levels right now. So Buffalo, Kansas City. Oh, now, this is a game that should have a lot of fantasy, 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 fantasy points. 56-point over-under, which is one of the highest this year, I would imagine. And the Chiefs are favored at home by 2.5 points. And I want every piece of this game I can get, you know? You want a big piece of a, of a large number like that, right? Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, you're starting. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you're going to start. I think you can start Zach Moss. I do. It's not going to be the garbage time points that he's been scoring recently, but every time they get near the red zone, they put him in. I expect the Bills to be able to move the football against the Chiefs, a defense that's not that great. So Zach Moss, I have as my running back 25 right now. I have him just ahead of Miles Sanders, Jamal Williams, even Melvin Gordon at Pittsburgh, which is a little bit of a different matchup. And Javante Williams, I don't think I brought him up. I have him as my running back 34. I have him ranked, but definitely not something I want to do, I guess I could say, you know. James Conner, I probably should move up now that I'm looking at some of these, especially if Chase Edmonds doesn't uh, doesn't dress in that game. Devin Singletary, I'm not going to go go there just because he hasn't produced enough. And he's still on the field, but he hasn't produced enough. And this is a high-scoring game. He could, but... There are better options out there. Wide receivers, Tyree Kill, Steph Diggs, I'm willing to start. I have Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders ranked in the bottom of my 30, so I think they're wide receiver three flex-type options. I'm not going to start, start Josh Gordon, but I'm going to look at Josh Gordon, see how many snaps he plays, see what role he has opposite Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, who should smash in this game. He's coming off of a bad performance last week. I expect that to be corrected. I'm wondering how the Bills are going to get around all these weapons. We've seen teams play a lot of too high and cloud the crap out of Tyreek Hill, opening up the middle of the field for Travis Kelsey. And we've also seen teams focus on Kelsey. So I'm wondering what Buffalo is going to do. This is a matchup that could be an eventual AFC championship game. So it's going to be interesting to see. Dawson Knox, also think you could start him. You picked him up. Look, he's involved. He's seeing targets and he's getting in the end zone. That may come down. He hasn't had a lot of yards, to be honest, but Josh Allen is looking for him and he's a part of this offense now. So if you pick them up off the waivers, you can start him in the defenses. I'm not going to entertain. Let's get into the last matchup of this slate, which is the Indianapolis Colts against the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, start Carson Wentz. I really don't want any part of the Colts outside of Jonathan Taylor, who had a bounce back game, but this is going to be a tough spot on the road. 
against Baltimore, so your expectations should be lowered. And I'm willing to start Michael Pittman Jr., who hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but he just keeps seeing targets. He keeps making catches. He keeps being reliable for Carson Wentz and for your fantasy team, to be honest. And I know this isn't a great spot, like I said, but I'm willing to start Michael Pittman Jr., Marquise Brown I'm going to play, but those are probably the only two receivers in this game I want to entertain. I think Latavius Murray is definitely someone that you can play. Look, Tyson Williams isn't a thing right now. Latavius Murray had 18 carries last week. So I have Murray as a low-end running back too, more of a flex running back to be honest, but somebody that you can play. He doesn't have a lot of upside, but he should get all the goal line work against a defense that has been a little bit of a letdown this year in the Colts and a team like the Baltimore Ravens, who's been airing it out a little bit more, which could set up some easier touchdowns for Latavius Murray. And as for uh, Naheem Hines is somebody who's questionable in this game. I, I think he's somebody, this game script could work for him because you would imagine the Ravens are going to take a lead leading to a little bit more Naheem Hines. So in full point PPR leagues that are a little bit deeper, I think he can be somebody you could plug in but not somebody that you have to start. I have him more so towards the back end of the 30s, I believe, right now. Let me look at my rankings. Naheem Hines, actually, I have him a little bit higher than that. I have Hines at running back 29 right now, just ahead of Samaj P. Ryan, but we have to wait to see what's going on with the injury to Joe Mixon to really declare what should happen there. And as for the rest of these positions, really just the tight end and the defense, if you have Baltimore's defense, I'd start them. Carson Wentz is still dealing with injuries, and he's playing, and He's prone to making mistakes and getting sacked and not being able to get away from pressure. Mark Andrews, stardom. Mo Ali Cox had two touchdowns last week, but I'm probably not going to go down there. Jack Doyle took a back seat to Mo Ali Cox last week. I don't know if he was injured or what exactly that was, but I'm going to wait and see in a tough spot against Baltimore. Baltimore has been great against the tight ends either, but Mo Ali Cox is just so touchdown dependent. I don't want to necessarily go that way. Alrighty, everybody. This has been Falato's Fantasy Corner here on Big Blue View Radio. I hope everybody has a good fantasy day on Sunday, and hopefully it carries over into Monday as well if you need that fantasy points to kind of comfort you on Monday, which is something that I feel like happens every week, you know? When you play a lot of fantasy football, you just got to wait from Sunday all the way to Monday to see if you're going to get that win because the game is so contested and close. But I hope I was able to help you guys make some decisions here on who to start, who to sit. Everybody head on over to Big Blue View. Check out our great page, all the stuff that we are doing over there about the New York football giants covering the NFL a little bit, a little bit of fantasy football as well. Anyways, guys, be safe and take care. Bye-bye now.